And you're on the sport, Jack and Joel with you, hopefully having a great time wherever you are. Heaps to get through still. Uh, we're talking to Chris Lynn uh, uh, about all things cricket very, very soon. And then hopefully get on to Scotty Lucas. Uh, he is part of the AFL trade period. That's going to wrap up, well, our time um, in about 15 minutes' time, Joel. Yes, that's right. And uh, a few more trades have gone down. Uh, the latest one, please. Uh, Jack Gunson has made his way from Brisbane, in which he moved to last year, all the way back to his home club. He's gone back to Hawks. At Hawthorne Good as on well, him. yeah. He's and a friend of the program. Yes, and as well as that, they've uh, picked up maybe a troll Hawthorne from Gold Coast. So they've bolstered their forward line stocks very well today. Yes, with yes. Uh, Jack as well. Uh, Jack yes. Ginnivan yep. coming from Collingwood. That's right, yeah. Straight so. from a premiership 18 days ago <laughs> to, to Hawthorne. I think Mick McGuan said it was unheard of that that has ever happened. I'd like to go through the history books and see <laughs> a, a team trade a premiership player three weeks later. But Fantastic. Uh, we're after also your thoughts. Uh, 0485-866-981 for your favourite places in in France. Uh, after right. speaking to Kristen, Christy Doran uh, from uh, the editor. He's the editor of the raw.com.au. Uh, and he's live from France for the World Cup. But I just want to know your favourite places in France. Yeah, if you've been, um, if you've been lucky enough to go, um, mine's Nice. You've never been, Joel? I've never been, no. I've uh, never ventured that but, uh, into the Europe parts of the world. I can categorically say Paris is v- slightly overrated. <laughs> I was going to say very, but I'm going to say slightly. I'm going to ease up on it. Hey, um, the AFLW competition is rolling around. It's fantastic. Uh, the second half of the season now, three games to go of the home and away season before the finals kick off. Uh, and now we're going to go into Adelaide, the city of churches, and talk to one of Port Adelaide's gun midfielders slash halfback flankers. Um, well, they've struggled this year a bit, only with the one win so far. But Ebony O'Day joins us. G'day, Ebony. G'day. Thanks for having me on, God. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, now, I understand it's only the one win, but um, how has the season been? Have you still had, had fun? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love football, winning or losing. Obviously, we'd like to have a few more wins under our belt. And Ebony, it's Joel here. We were talking off air about your move from Collingwood to Port Adelaide. Can you just talk us through how that went down? I think for me, I wasn't having a whole lot of form opportunity at Collingwood and the opportunity to move back home to South Australia came up and jumped at it pretty quick. And yeah, for me, it was a fantastic decision. And I love my time at Collingwood, but it's only gotten better since I've moved back home. So it was easy decision in some ways, hard in others, but no, I've loved it since I've got back. Well, Collingwood was a foundation club, as was your previous club before that, the Giants. Um, then you moved to Port Adelaide, who, who's been a start-up. This is their second season involved. Um, what's the transition like being going from a club that sort of was established to, to now starting up a fresh one? Yeah, it certainly changed my role a little bit. At Collingwood, I was very much a, a fringe player. I'm one of the younger players there and just finding my state. And then coming to Collingwood, going um, sorry, going from Collingwood to, to Port and being one of the senior players on the list was certainly a big change for me personally. And it's much more of a, a growth mindset um, for the team at the moment. Obviously, in our second season, we've played 17 games together and we've got a lot of girls who are sort of 18, 19, 20 that are just finding their finding their way in the system still at the moment. So it's yeah, big change and just a whole different ball game. And Ebony, I just want to talk to you about 
your coach at Port Adelaide, Lauren Arnell, she's the first former AFL women's player to take on a senior AFL women's coaching role. How have you sort of seen her as a coach and how has she helped you in your uh, progression as an AFL women's player? Yeah, she's been an absolutely wonderful coach and for me personally, I just find her so approachable and having been so recently in the system as well, she's very relatable for, for all of us players and understands sort of the work-life balance of having been semi-professional, especially at the start of a uh, competition when Lauren was playing, but there's still people working outside of football and girls have got uni and all that sort of thing. Um, so she finds that side of it she really understands but their actual coaching and communication and the way that she sees the game um, she's a very intelligent footballer and it really shows in the way that she can communicate with the group and all the different players that we've got she's has a very personal approach to the players and understands them all very well and I found for me uh, I did have Steve Simons at, at Collingwood who's still there and he was a fantastic um, coach but having the change um, to Lauren was a, a massive change and she's just been fantastic for me and I think a lot of the girls feel the same and speak very highly of her. And you've got, you've got great leadership, of course, at the club uh, with, with the coach and, and also with Erin Phillips, the, the captain. Um, she was the marquee player, of course, with the Adelaide Crows, winning not only, you know, best and fairests and, and uh, you know, best on field medals in grand finals and premierships and all the rest of it. How, how, I mean, st- again, starting up club at Port Adelaide, obviously a history there with the family, but she just must be a thrill running out with her every single week. It is. She's such an invaluable asset to the club and to the team and having a leader like that it just for all of our young girls it brings us all leaps and bounds and she leads in so many ways and leads by example and obviously our form this year's been even better than last year so she just yeah keeps on giving and it's fantastic to have her around the club and I'm sure even when her playing days are done Lou's going to want to keep her around because she's such a good leader on and off the field. Has it I mean, obviously been been the struggle, and she's obviously been at the top, but you know, with a, with a developing team and everything, has her attitude changed or waned at all through through these times, or is she still bright and sparky and and can't wait to get out there every week? None of us can wait to get out there every week. I think we still look forward to game day, like with all our heart. And Erin's very much the same when she's a positive personality to have around the club but really drives the standards as well and sometimes we don't the games don't go the way we want and we don't feel we did things well enough and she's not afraid to call that out and sort of drive those standards and help us get but she certainly is very positive and we're excited and having fun and do a smile on our faces and Erin has a smile on her face when we're playing football and that's what we want to see and she certainly makes us all pretty happy being around the club and on game day as well. Ebony, am I correct in saying that you have a Rubik's Cube hobby? <laughs> yeah, it's my, my, my pre-game activity. It just <laughs> keeps me busy, but stops me from getting too worked up. And there are a few other uh, girls across the competition that don't mind getting the cube out as well. And Ash <laughs> on, on our team, she can bust one out as well. So there's a few of us. Really? I mean, where did you pick up? I mean, obviously it's an acquired skill. I mean, I, I can't certainly do it, but tell us, where did this come from? I think I was about 13 or so when I learned. I think I just saw someone else do it and thought that looks fun. Learn off of YouTube. It's the easiest way to do it. And yeah. And then you got more, more, more girls do it. I mean, like, how, what's your record time? Have you timed yourself? <laughs> I don't time myself most of the time. I used to do it a bit and try and go nice and fast. My best that I've timed is 
35 or 37, somewhere in the 30 seconds range. <laughs> Jeez, um, that's pretty good. Oh, of course it is. Just getting it done's hard enough. <laughs> well, I promise it's not as hard as it looks. Once you've learned to do it, you, you won't be able to unlearn it. I wish I could forget and relearn, but just a good way to keep my hands busy at this point. Fantastic. A huge game on Saturday afternoon. Um, it's at uh, Elberton Oval, of course, against the Gold Coast Suns. Um, uh, obviously, you know, both teams are looking for wins. I think the Suns are looking to set up uh, their finals campaign, but uh, how are you going to beat them? I think we've shown in patches what we can do. It's just bringing that more consistently. And we've got a few girls that have come across from the Suns to play for us. So that makes it even hungrier as a group to try and get the win against Suns. Um, and we had a, a game against them last year and they, they got the better of a spin. So we want to reverse that and get on top of them. And yeah, a, a home game is always a big boost. And that Alberton crowd certainly gives us a lift. It is, it is. Now, your crosstown rivals, the Crows, um, they're unbeaten at the minute. Um, and you played them in round one, so a little bit of time ago. But are they the best team in it, do you feel? Yeah, there's a few strong teams. And we've played against sort of Brisbane, Crows and North Melbourne have been some of our hardest games this season. So, there's, yeah, certainly those teams at the top and Crows are a pretty scary team to come up against in round one. And, yeah, they've obviously held on to that form. They've just got some fantastic depth and experience in their squad and play really well together as a team. So they're looking like they'll go pretty deep into finals again this year. It's, it is, it is. Now, now, I don't know whether you're across the news or what you saw on the weekend with Michael Pryor and his um, comments he made after the, the game against the D's. Uh, tell us, I mean, you've played three three uh, top teams um, this year in your second year. I mean, did you find it offensive what he said? I think he did come out with a statement later on and sort of reversed his comment and said it just in the moment it, it's something he shouldn't have said. And I understand the frustration there. No one ever feels like they've got the best fixture possible. But I think that's just part of the competition until we do get those 17 games and everyone plays each other once. No one's going to get a perfect fixture. So you're just going to look at the team play on the weekend and try and play your best against them. And sometimes you're going to get the top team and sometimes you're going to get some of those easier, I'm not say that in, in brackets, but mm. some of those teams you feel might be a better matchup. But it, it's not always going to fall your way. And I think, yeah, he did come out after and say he probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> It was a bit, a bit strange, a coach coming out and saying he didn't want to play an opposition on the flag last year. But anyway, um, tell us, um, how, how far away do you think it is? I mean, realistically, I suppose, in the AFLW to, to get all those matches into the 17 sort of round um, sort of competition. Like, is it is it far away in your eyes? It, it's still a few years away. I think we've recently signed the CBA going a few years in the future now and we're looking at building every season and it's not something we're going to go straight to 17 next year or anything like that. Um, but I think players, we, we want to go as soon as we can to 17, but in the end, we've got a really good deal to slowly keep building and have more games next year, the year after, and then based off of our attendance and viewing metrics, be able to build towards 17 games. Yeah, and also, what about playing footy this time of year? I mean, the weather's going to get hotter from here and obviously the finals are going to be played in November. Do you, do you like playing footy sort of this time of year or would you prefer it sort of in the winter where it's sort of traditionally played? I love winter football. I love the wet and cold. But when we did used to play a few years ago, the seasons were right at the start of the year and sort of pre-season was all throughout summer. 
Um, so I don't, don't find the <laughs> sort of October, September tem- um, period to be too bad. But we've got a few girls that love summer football, especially those uh, girls who are playing in Queensland and WA. They <laughs> come over here and it's not so bad. So I don't mind it. We've got a few girls that love it. But, yeah, it's better than it used to be in the middle of summer. Oh, right. Fair enough, fair enough. And um, so uh, what about the uh, any changes to the team that played last week going into this week? Do you know of, like, injuries or whatnot? No, there shouldn't be any major changes. Um, obviously, we've announced this week it'll be without JC, Janelle Cusperson, for the rest of the season with a, having finger surgery. But other than that, um, the, the team won't come out until tomorrow and there's nothing that I know that's changing too dramatically at the moment. So we'll just put up the best team in the coach's eyes. Um, should come out Thursday evening, I believe. Oh, well, look, I'm really looking forward to it now. I mean, I probably wasn't going to watch this game, but uh, Ebony, you've sold it to me. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it now. So uh, make sure you, you put on your best performance, OK? I promise I'll show my very best. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll leave it there, Ebony. It's been great to catch up and great to get to know you. And, um, yeah, good luck with uh, the weekend and all your Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. No, thanks very much for having me. Catch you later. Thank you very much. Uh, Ebony O'Day there, uh, the Port Adelaide Football Club uh, midfielder slash halfback flanker, which, well, is there a better position in football than those two? Oh, not today. Shake your opponent's <laughs> hand and say, see you in two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, um, yeah, she plays a really good role. And she just mentioned then that she loves to tackle, she loves to get in yep. hard. And that's what we like to see in footy is. Some um, some big tackles and yeah, she she plays her her role well for Port Adelaide. I wish she was still in the black and white, but yes. I guess we move on from that. We, we do, and yeah, for course, Port Adelaide take on the Gold Coast on Saturday at Elberton. So make, if you're in Adelaide, uh, make sure you get there and have a look. Yeah, yeah. Have a watch, fantastic women's there's footy. No, there's no uh, AFL on anymore, so. All we have really is the women at AFL. So. And the standard is great. I know a lot of people question it, but mm. gee whiz, uh, every it single year. It gets better with every year, yeah. Every year. Uh, I've got a lot of great messages. Thanks to the message from Lynn and also uh, someone here that didn't write their name. But uh, you guys are powering through all those interviews and so many sports. Great to have you still on air from your new studio? Yes, it is nice. Um, it is. It's it's very nice. I would love one though. Love one message um, to come through about your favourite place in France. Oh four eight five eight double six nine eight one is our text message. I would love to get someone's thoughts on their best spot in yeah, France. Yeah, give me give me some travel tips. I'm wanting to travel. I want to head over there. And you saying Paris no, is overrated? Don't don't go to don't go to Paris. Don't, <laughs> I need somewhere even, to go then. Don't even. Think about it, and I'll tell you stories about Europe um, if you want. Because I've got some negative. <laughs> you might news need a separate about segment it. for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack's travel guide. <laughs> My word, there's some overrated spots over there. Uh, look, uh, we've got still heaps to come. Hopefully, we get in touch with Scotty Lucas because trade period should have wrapped up. And also, but next, uh, we're going to be talking all things cricket uh, with Chris Lynn, the former Lynn Australian. Uh, you know, batsman. I cannot believe that he's not playing at the minute. But anyway, talk to him next.